Hey everyone, welcome to the High Vibe Human Podcast Redesigned. I'm your host, Lexi Ray, a human design reader and early childhood and family specialist. I am gifted in understanding human energetics, relationship dynamics, and family dynamics. I founded High Vibe Human with the intention to share the magic of human design in practice. We are all about raising your vibrations to connect with yourself on a deeper level. When we understand ourselves and the world around us, we are better able to show up and create the life we truly desire. I am so proud of you for being here. Let's heal together. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the High Vibe Human Podcast, Redesigned. I am your host, Lexi Ray, and I'm so glad to have you here today. We have a special guest. Her name is Ana Balbueno. And her nickname is Balbux, um, B-A-L-B-U-X. That's also her Instagram name where you can find her. Um, She is a yoga instructor and breathwork instructor. And she is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give a little human design intro before I uh, play the recording of our conversation. So Anna is um, a generator and Uh, She has emotional authority, um, and her profile is a 1-3 investigator martyr. Um, With the 1-3 profile, she has a tendency to be um, someone who tries tries out things through trial and error, and her emotional authority gives her um, her own emotional wave that she rides, and she learns from her emotions. That's how her soul speaks to her. Um, And her generator energy pulls her forward through her sacral center. Her strategy is to respond to her gut to make sure that she's aligned with her choices um, as well as following her emotional wave and allowing her emotions to guide her through her gut responses. So even though generators with emotional authority need to listen to their gut response that's their strategy is to respond to their body and what their gut is telling them what pulls them forward what lights them up that type of thing they also need to listen to their emotions and and wait for their emotional wave to be calm before they um respond to their gut if if you're a generator and you have emotional authority it can be tricky sometimes to wait because your gut could say one thing but your emotions aren't quite ready or aren't quite settled down in order for you to learn from them first yeah that's just a little background about um anna she also has the incarnation cross of planning um i have this cross as well so yeah, we're we're planners. <laughs> we we love all of that um, planning stuff. Um, and yeah, she's also born in '92. So we talk about we touch on Saturn's return, kind of what we have experienced within the past two and a half year Saturn's return cycle. We've both gone through, and yeah, her transformation is beautiful. I loved um, our conversation, and I hope you guys do too. So let's dive right into it. Yeah, so today we have Anna Balba. Wait, can you pronounce your last name for me? It's Balbuena. Balbuena. And your your nickname is? Balbux. 
Pal books. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Sorry, it's a little bit tricky. All right. Um, yeah, and your Instagram is Balbooks, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, and you are a yoga instructor and a breathwork instructor. 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 Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited to dive into all things breathwork with you today. Um, and I know you just went through a very transformative experience recently that I want you to share with all the listeners. Um, but first, let's get to know you a little bit. So who are you? What's your story? Where do you come from? Share whatever comes to your mind and yeah, go for it. So I, my name is Anna. I came from a little town in the south of Spain. And I think I start to experience life when I finish uni. Uh, I study education. I'm professor of Spanish language and literature. But when I finish uni, I just start traveling around the world. Like, I didn't know that it was about to last eight years because I've been traveling eight years already. It all started as a tiny travel, but here I am. Like, um, my thing with yoga and breath work also start because I started to experience some health problems, especially in my sinus. I couldn't breathe properly for 12 years. But I didn't realize it was a problem until I, I wanted to do a scuba diving course in Indonesia. And I couldn't go deep because I couldn't equalize. I went to the doctor there and the doctor told me like, you have polyps, so you cannot dive. Um, Was there like a lot of pressure in your ears like when you were trying to equalize under the water? Well, the thing is, I have no space in my in my nasal cavity because it was blocked from some polyps and also with all the mucus around. So the air mm-hmm. cannot pass through the nose to the ears to equalize. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I went to the doctor and the doctor told me, nah, you need a surgery, but the surgery is just, it's not gonna last forever probably you build up again the same problem. And I was like, it's cannot be like that. So after that, like six months later, I think I went to India to do my yoga teacher training. Can you share probably. just a little bit about that experience and, and what that was like going to, you said in, you said Indonesia? Uh, in, no, I went to India. India. After. India. Okay. You went to yeah. India. Can you share a little bit quickly about like um, what that experience is like going to India for your yoga teacher training? It was amazing. It was amazing. And I get a lot of that experience that is nothing related with yoga. That was the interesting mm. part, you know. So when I went there, you know, the pranayama, the breathing techniques, um, like relating with yoga, I couldn't do the classes because I couldn't breathe. So I just take notes. And I met someone there who tell me, teach me about fasting, uh, living food, uh, fruits, and the healing power of fruits and this kind of diet. And he told me that my problem with the sinus and also with my ovaries, because I had huge, huge painful periods since I have memory. He told me that the roots of the problems was 
the same. Like I have to fast, I have to eat better, I have to cut uh, meat, coffee, alcohol and stuff, and I will heal. And I was so desperate in that point that I believe him. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try. And I start to do these things. And two months, three months later, I could breathe. I start to breathe. And that changed everything. Wow. Because I literally start to experience life differently. If you think about it, every time you you have a strong experience, your breathing pattern change. Even when you kiss someone. When you mm-hmm. kiss someone, you're breathing. I I I haven't have I haven't had that before, you know? And all of a sudden, like my life was different. Wow. So, so how how old were you when you realized that like your breathing patterns change when you experience different things like that? Was that that was like a few years ago? 2019. Oh wow. 2019. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I feel like um sometimes, at least for me, like putting these things together, it's hard to notice. I feel okay. Okay. <laughs> my brain is going a lot of different directions right now. Um, so we're both born in 92. That means our Saturn's return kind of came at the same time. And I feel like in 2019 is kind of when it started to, um, like have an impact on our physical lives, like our, like our projection of, of our lives and like you experiencing your breath for the first time is amazing. Like during this time when you're, you're, um, healing yourself and like coming back to who you are versus like what everyone else told you you should be in all of these things. So that's really yeah. cool. And the power of healing foods too, um, like staying away from animal products and caffeine and alcohol and all of these things, like that is so amazing. I feel like I went through such a similar experience, like kind of starting in 2017, 2018. Um, my process was very gradual and very slow, maybe maybe different from yours. Um, but yeah. Wow. Cool. I love synchronicities like that. I I was really sceptical, you know, when he told me all about it, I was like, no, but you know, I have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. I tried everything already. So I was like, okay, I will try. And I was, my problem was I did everything so fast. If I will go back, I didn't do, I won't do that like, like that. Yeah. Anyway, did you, did you cut everything kind of like cold Turkey? You were like, no more animal products, no more alcohol, no more caffeine. What was your lifestyle? Like before you cut those things out? I was in terms of what people think is healthy. I was really healthy Mm -hmm. in terms of, I never had like processes food. I, I think I take antibiotics twice in my life and I have, and I'm, 30 years old so that's amazing a lot of us have taken it like twice since we were four years old for ear infections and stuff like Mm -hmm. that wow and the thing with alcohol yeah I used to drink a lot during uni um during summer in Spain a little bit more but I wasn't like a big drinker and I never party party every weekend kind of thing (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so yeah I remember when I told my friends, like, I'm going to quit alcohol before before going to India. I quit alcohol before India. And I told them, like, I want to go India, like, uh, cleaner, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to be. And um, they make fun of me. And I, when I came back, 
I was like, no, no, girls, I'm, I'm not going to drink anymore. And yeah, they didn't, they, they didn't believe me at the beginning, but it was really nice. It's interesting to hear like society's views on when, when people change their lifestyle for like health reasons or for the better, like for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's almost like people are uncomfortable with other people's healing when they're not comfortable with their own, you know? So I think in Spain, the thing is alcohol, alcohol is not considered a problem at all. Mm. They don't it's think like a daily, it, it's part of daily life, like wine and, yeah. and stuff with your meals yeah. and all that. Yeah. Because yeah. people don't drink to, to go party because in Australia, for example, I, I saw that, that people take drugs and start to party. But in Spain, people drink because they like to drink. They don't look in being drunk by by drinking, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. America has has a bit of a problem with overindulgence in a lot of things. <laughs> so it's definitely different here. Wow. Um, okay, let's continue. Um, so you're in you're in India, um, and you're experiencing kind of uh, your awareness of breath for the first time. Um, and then what what was next for you? So I came into Spain, I passed like the three months of detoxification. So my breathing increased, increased, increased. And I was like, okay, it's time to, for me to move because I never feel like grounded in Spain. So I decided to come back to Australia. And, you know, I was like looking for my flights in the computer. And at the same time, I was researching about breath work, pranayama, Wing Hof method, these kind of things. And I entered in Facebook and I saw an ad that say, a Wing Hof workshop, advanced workshop in Gokos or something like that. And I was like clicking there, um, you know, what's the place I, I was about to go. And um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna sign in out to this. And when I came back to Australia, I went to this workshop and it was amazing because it's like not just the experience of, of all the kind of breath. It was the first time I did Wing Hof Method with some, some more people. I did it at home, but no in community or something. And I enjoy the science, the science be, behind all this method, you know? Mm-hmm. And I had, I just had a massive, beautiful experience. It was kind of a breakthrough, a breakthrough for, for me. So I, I'm gonna be honest, I became obsessed after that. And I signed in some course, I bought a lot of books and I started to practice every day, every day, every day. Like my day, my, my routine was like fasting, yoga, breath work, fasting, yoga, breath work. Um, yeah, um, two years later, Two years later, see, yeah, is when I went to this breathwork instructor course in November. That is the experience you want me to talk about. Yes. Oh my uh, god, the one, the one that was just recently where you you said you kind of had a similar experience or like awakening to um, when I shared my my mushroom, my psychedelic yeah. mushroom trip. Wow. Okay, I'm yeah. ready for this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, um, as I said before, apart from my sinus problem, I, al- I always have experienced like period pain. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where 
where that come from because you know I was healthy I'm healthier now and I continue to experience that so uh, during this this experience imagine in the in the training in the instructor training we were one day we were separate women women in one side men in another side we were training in nature so we came back to the yoga shit and all the men were there. They prepared the, a beautiful space for us, full of flowers in cycle with some cacao. It was super beautiful. Um, they prepared a breathwork session for us. So we lay down in the, in the mat. We start for a few minutes, we connect with our breath and we start the exercise the breath breath through breath work exercise that is like kind of um deep and rhythmic inhale and exhale and then you hold your breath and you speak in different things you know you you i think you go to um um altered state of consciousness kind of so when I start to breathe like more intensely, I start to feel like tingling in my hands, tingling in my foot, that is pretty normal. And a accumulation of energy in my womb. As I continue to breathe, like um, 10 minutes later or something like that, I, I start to feel like someone was stabbing me. After a few more breathing, like the pain increased and increased and increased and increased. And normally, I did experience that before in my home by my own. And normally when I feel like it's painful, I stopped. Because I, I don't know, I just get fear. I don't know, I stopped. But in that is, uh, environment surrounded of men, like they are like my brothers, you know, like I feel so safe and so support that I kind of, the environment encouraged me to push a little bit forward. So I continue, I continue, and I start to feel like the intense pain and intense hot. I was so, so hot, almost sweating. I remember the only thing I could think was like, I want my ovaries out. I want my womb out. Mm. And a lot of feeling of sadness or hatred, rage, and... Yeah, you know, I, I came to the realization that all the pain that I had was exclusively emotional. It's not nothing related with my health, like physical health. And some image of my relationship with men came to my mind, especially um, one of them. Like my first relationship was abusive relationship. I was 15. So... Yeah, you know, domestic violence, many manipulative things. Um, I think I thought that I was over it, but I think I create a pattern with the men that came after him. Mm. You know, so mm -hmm. I think after that experience, I see, I could see all the pattern, all the behavior, all the pain. I've been like, not ignoring, but I was like telling myself, I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough. So I was accumulating there, like, you know, accepting that I was hurt. You know, I don't know if 
I'm explaining myself properly. No, I, I am, I'm understanding. Um, I, cause I kind of like, I'm, I'm thinking about how in yoga, when, um, when you kind of feel discomfort in your body in a pose, it's not meant to be like painful. Um, it's meant for you to move past, like with your breath. Mm. Um, and I carry a lot of stress, like in my shoulders and my hip flexors. Um, and so whenever I'm doing like a, a, a pose where you have to hold like your shoulder, like a, like some type of yin pose where you have to hold like your shoulder, like back, back behind your head or across your body or something. Um, I can, I like feel that discomfort and it like almost starts making me emotional. Um, definitely with my hips and my hip flexors, I hold a lot of, I think this is more like life, like general, like life stress on my shoulders and my hip flexors is more of like sexual, like, like energy that, that kind of is just pent up or, um, I don't know. I can't think of the right word, but yeah, I definitely get what you mean. Um, and when I was experiencing like similar awareness around my emotions, when I was taking, um, shrooms, I actually did a little microdose over the weekend. Um, it was only 0.3, like a little capsule, but it definitely brought, brought me back to my body a lot more and kind of reminded me that like, I need to move more and I need to like, like dedicate part of my day to a, a workout of some kind. And I've just been ignoring that part because I, it, I move, I just moved. I'm like settling into a new place and all that stuff. So that was like definitely brought to my awareness when I was moving through like the awkward wonky discomfort of like being a human, <laughs> like on mushrooms yeah. kind of thing, you know? <laughs> um, but it's so cool that you can also experience that same kind of like, um, like your body tells you where you're keeping all of your emotions, like where you're holding it them and where you need like a release or something like that. Um, just by, just by using your breath and doing breath work. So that's really cool. Um, where did you, did you like, did you like expel, like, did you like, like vomit or like throw up during this experience? Yeah, I I have a feeling like when you know when you feel hot just right before you you want to vomit this kind mm-hmm. of hot, I was experiencing the same, and I was laying down and I just sit and try to breathe. Someone hugged me because I had all the energy here wanted to come out. Mm-hmm. And this is it's interesting what you say about the yoga thing, the yoga posture, and the tension accumulating certain areas because this is called sankaras and sankaras are emotion that you didn't process when that the trauma happened to you because you have not the resource so as you cannot process mentally your body keep them in certain area of your body what happened that um when you are self-aware of your body and feel the pain without reacting that happened in breath work because you are breathing, you feel the pain, but you are not reacting to the pain or in yoga, it's the same. You're holding the posture without reacting. 
that emotion came out to your body and go to your mind to give you, give you a second chance to process it. it. And that's what, what happened in, the, in, the, in this breathwork session. The emotion just came through, uh, from my ovaries to my mind again and give me, and was really nice because I can explore that emotion, that trauma with another perspective, with another maturity. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about breathwork. And it's a beautiful thing about mushrooms too, because it's like, it's, that increase your level of self-awareness and it's like connecting the breath connect your physical body your mental body and your spiritual body in once so you can see the whole situation as a as a whole mm-hmm. you know um yeah what's what's really cool about mushrooms for me is that it almost like just forces you to breathe like like you just feel it in like your chest part of your body and you're just like like ugh, like there's just something like you start making noises and like you're like ah, like get this out kind of feeling um mm-hmm. at least that's my experience recently so i feel like you know maybe um maybe like along with like being active and move okay okay this is me kind of processing my little shroom experience too from this weekend but um like I felt so called to start working out again and like making sure that I get that daily movement in. However, when I get the daily movement in, I know that my breath, like during the movement, during my daily movement, I'm very focused on um, my breath, especially if I'm lifting because like your breath helps you through every movement you do. So like, like maybe it's not necessarily the movement that my body was asking for, it's the breath. Yeah, it's exactly like that. And one thing that I, I tell my friends or I tell the people I know, or even clients is like, if you are doing a movement, you are doing an exercise in the gym, like lifting, and your breathing pattern is compromised, you need to decrease the intensity. It's more important that your breathing pattern is, is continuous and, and correct, that you lift more weight with an irregular breathing pattern, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that you notice already that, you know, like it's so, so beautiful because most of the people is not able to, to catch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was, an, there was another um, mushroom experience that I, I did with two of my close friends back home. Um, we like went camping out in the woods and we were just like laying on the ground and looking at the trees and it was kind of dark. It was um, like nighttime, but the moon was really bright that night. Um, and then uh, later, like some storm, a storm blew through, so, like clouds came over and there was like wow. lightning and thunder. And we were in this like massive, I felt safe in the tent, but we were in this like massive, like kind of it looked like maybe a wedding tent or a party tent or something <laughs> um but it was it was why it was cool so cool I just remember um the the guy we were with was kind of like hitting his chest like this and I was like breathe <laughs> like take a breath <laughs> like don't just hold it in it's a, like it's good to like maybe tap on that area or something too yeah. but or like massage that area but take a breath breathe <sighs> It's amazing uh, that like 
in all the psychedelic trips, like how breath is our anchor, you know? Um, that happened to me in, in the ayahuasca and doing mushroom too, that in some point of the trip, I feel like I, I was dying. And the only, only reference that I had in my mind to, to make sure that I am still living, I still, yeah, living was like my breath. I was like, am I dead? And I was like, no, I'm still alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, when did you do ayahuasca? Uh, May last year. Wow. One year ago. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Um, what was that experience like? It was life changing, like wow. literally. And you know, it was my first experience with a strong psychedelic. I did mushroom before, but no more than two grams. Okay. So for me, this was like the other stream. Um, um, when I did a, when I did a pretty big dose of, of mushrooms one time, um, I shared this on one of my recent episodes, um, and I think on my Instagram as well, but I experienced like my inner mind and I, um, recently just saw an, an episode of the inside job on Netflix. It's like an adult cartoon. Um, and oh, one of the wow. last episodes, they go and dive into like one of the main characters minds. And apparently people have a similar experience when they like take a, some type of psychedelic trip or whatever, where they, they are in like a space, um, where there's like memories all around them and everyone's kind of looks different. Like mine was in the movie, get out. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. 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 So when he goes into the hypnosis from the tea, um, the tea stirring he falls mm -hmm. back into like this space where there's a tv and he sees a tv and that's like what he's seeing um but in my mind it there was there was tvs everywhere um and they were all memories and i didn't i was kind of like scared to explore some of them and there was definitely like a creepy corner of memories that were like scratchy tvs like with the little ants running across them kind of thing yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was very interesting and I didn't know what that was, where I was. And then once I saw this, um, um, episode of <laughs> this inside job on Netflix, I was like, I've been here. Like hers, hers looked different. It was like a conspiracy board with like, um, uh, what are they called? Those photo, like instant photo things that pop out of the camera. I can't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like a conspiracy board with all those photos. And I was like, what? You can go exploring your, you can, you can hop in these little memories and go explore your memories. That is so cool. Um, and it almost seemed like a way to reparent or, or re, um, redirect those memories that are affecting you. Um, but yeah, I was, I kind of want to like experience something like that and go back there again, but with more control. So I feel like breath work might be able to um bring me to that state um and I'm, I'm curious if you kind of have ever experienced like an inner mind kind of like memories yeah like bank kind of place I don't know yeah in the ayahuasca for sure but one of the things I have to tell you is like forget about the control because 
at least in ayahuasca you don't have control at all and that's why my first hour i don't know because i i you can count the the time that passed at least i i couldn't but for me the first hours of a uh, hour and a half I was struggling the whole time. I want to control everything that came to my mind. That was like one memory, two memory, three. Like a lot of things happening at the same time in one space of unlimited resources, unlimited thoughts, unlimited possibilities, you know? So I was so overwhelmed that I was like, okay, I'm gonna die. I, I want to die. I, I can't handle this. And like, like, I wanna I, get out of this body right now. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I surrender. And all the and all of a sudden, the trip was beautiful. Oh my god! I just got goosebumps. Like surrendering no, like, to everything is just I couldn't not control, but it's like okay, I I want to know about this. So the answer was that I want to know about this. The answer was that, and was so beautiful. And it showed me because I was like, okay, I want to do the work. Show me and it showed the medicine showed me what I need to see uh, was a lot of related with my purpose in life, my job, my, my relationship, my body. So imagine how powerful it was that, that the shaman told us like, don't take any life decision in the next 10 days, because, you know, people finish the ceremony and all they want, want to get divorced, selling the house, Mm go away you know and I was like mm-hmm. waiting in my home the 10 days I was like okay I have to wait I have to wait I had to wait in the 10 in the 11th day I quit my job I converted my car in a in a camper van and I just moved from Gold Coast driving 25 hours north driving living in my car until I found something else so, some other place to live you know and mm-hmm. I was having the most amazing living uh, life in the jungle. Wow. So it's changed my life for, for mm-hmm. real, you know. was really empowering, like, uh, experience. And I'm looking forward to do it again when the time is right. Oh, Not right now. Yeah. I think I yeah. start to, I, I'm keep integrating all that happened one year ago. But it's, wow, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Um, okay. So we have about five minutes left, um, before it kicks us off here. Do you, can you share about, um, what you're working on and kind of like where you want to bring, um, uh, your, your business and your, your yoga and your breath work, like bringing this all together into what you're creating? Yeah. So personally I'm working on letting myself receive more because I think I've been dealing all my life with a feeling of unworthiness I like I never enough you know like working so hard in different niches um now I found a center I found a what I want to do like is basically make people feel alive through the yoga and breath work, like giving them tools to understand themselves, but also because I know through that they can contribute to this world and to the com- and to this community to be better. You know, I want a uh, professionally speaking, I would like to create a uh, retreat 
and environments in where people can connect. And, you know, I'm, I'm be better person, be happier people, be happier mm -hmm. people. And I think that the combination of yoga, breathwork, nature, and community is, is my thing. It's like, I want to put that together. I love that. That's, that's, that's yeah. beautiful. Um, okay. And one last question that I always ask everyone who comes on the High Vibe Human podcast is what's your number one way right now that you're like always going to, to raise your vibrations? Going nature. Nature. Going nature. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. Um, if you are interested in getting a human design reading done, definitely hit me up. Um, I would love to give you some insight into your blueprint and dive deeper into your energetics with you. Um, if you're interested in connecting with Anna for a breathwork session, you can hit her up. I'll put the link um, to connect with her below. And yeah, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.